Chapter Four, Part Two of Commentary on the Gospel of John, Book Five, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Twenty-six. I have many things to say and to judge of you. Seeing that the Jews condemn him more recklessly, and though they have nothing at all to accuse him of, are haughty on account only of the poorness of his birth after the flesh, and therefore say that he is not, he shamed them mildly, having said above more openly, Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. But judging after the flesh will reasonably have some such meaning as this. They who delight only in earthly things see naught of the heavenly good things, but looking only to illustriousness in this life, admire the wealthy, or him who boasts, in some other petty glories. But they who after the law of God examine thoroughly into the nature of things, say that he is really the man worthy of love and admiration, who has within him the desire to live according to the counsel and will of him who hath made him. For low position after the flesh will nothing harm the soul of the man who is accustomed to do well. And, on the other hand, illustrious portion in this life and the splendor of wealth will nothing profit those who refuse to live aright. They, therefore, judge after the flesh, as we said just now, who look not to holiness, who use not to prove their walk, their manners, but turn aside their mind to only earthly things, and deem worthy of all admiration him that is brought up in wealth and luxury. Ye then, O most unwise rulers of the Jews, albeit by the law of Moses instructed unto accuracy of giving judgment, judging upon no grounds at all, condemn for only bodily low estate him who through many wondrous works is shown to you to be god but i will not imitate your ill-instructedness nor will i pass such kind of judgment on you for nothing at all is human nature for what is this perishable and earthly body rottenness and the worm and naught else yet i will not for this reason condemn you nor because ye are men by nature will i therefore decide that ye ought wholly to be spurned i have many things to say and to judge of you that is every accusing word has a full office to you word not of one thing alone shall i accuse you but of many and in none shall i speak falsely as do ye i have to judge you as disbelieving as braggarts as insulters as fighters against god as without feeling as unthankful as wicked as lovers of pleasure rather than habitually loving god as receiving honour one of another and seeking not the honour that cometh from the only as setting on fire the spiritual vineyard as not feeding aright the flock entrusted to you by god is not leading them by the hand unto him that is proclaimed by the law and the prophets that is to say me such things will the saviour be declaring to the jews but by adding i have yet many things to say and to judge of you he threatens them that he will one day appear as their judge who seem to them to be naught by reason of the flesh 
but he that sent me is true and i the things which i heard from him these speak i unto the world having taken leave of the jews ill-instructedness and reckoned as naught those who dared without restraint to revile him he returns again to what he was saying at the beginning reserving the judging them in that in all freedom for not this present but for the fitting time and retaining to the time of the appearance its proper aim for he came not to judge the world but to save the world as himself says wherefore keeping fast hold of the things befitting him and repeating the word that calls unto salvation he carries on his exhortation for herein was it meet that we should both marvel at the measure of his forbearance and the exceedingness of his inherent love for man wherefore doth peter too write of him who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judges righteously therefore will i expend he says discourse upon you now in particular not for what ye are wont to do it for fault-finding i mean and exercise unto naught that is profitable but having reserved the judging you for its fit time i will keep to what is for your good and will not cease from care of you even though ye of your innate madness foolishly insult me i said therefore to you just now i am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of life at this ye unreasonably vexed sprang sharply upon me saying thou bearest record of thyself thy record is not true to this again i even though i bear record of myself my record is true for i know whence i came and whither i go but if i seem to be burdensome to you saying these things to you if i be not a reliable witness of the dignities accruing to me by nature yet he that sent me is true and the things which i heard of him these speak i unto the world i speak the same he says as the father who sent me i utter words conformable to his in saying that i am by nature light the things then which i heard god the father say of me these things i speak to the world if then i speak faults according to you and my record is not true ye must certainly need say that the fathers spake falsely before me but he is true therefore i do not speak falsely and if ye do not believe my words reverence he says the voice of him that sent me for what said he of me behold a man the day-spring is his name and again to those who reverence him and unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise and healing in his wings and to me whom ye unknowing insult he says behold i have given thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the nations but that i am also a light was told you by him for he says shine shine o jerusalem for thy light is come and the glory of the lord hath risen upon thee 
these things did i hear the father who sent me say of me and therefore do i say that i am the light of the world but ye disparage me because of the flesh only judging not rightly and therefore are ye bold to say frequently thou bearest record of thyself thy record is not true therefore for it is meet to sum up the whole mind of what is before us he shows that the jews are fighting right against god and that not only with his words but also with the father's decree for he knows that his son is by nature light and calls him therefore dayspring and son of righteousness but they pulling down the destruction of unbelief upon their own heads reject the truth calling good evil and therefore shall rightly the woe follow them twenty seven they knew not that he spake to them of the father the spirit glad is astonishment stricken at the senselessness of the jews and with great reason for what more without understanding than such who when much discourse and often had been made to them concerning god the father conceive not of him a whit when they hear our saviour saying but he that sent me is true what then is the plea and why the blessed evangelist says that the jews knew not that christ in these words signified god the father to them we must needs say for since the saviour said to them if ye had known me ye should have known my father also in order that in this too he may be found saying what was true the evangelist brings in those who knew not the son as ignorant of the father too for the son is so to speak a door and gate unto the knowledge of the father wherefore he also said no man cometh unto the father but by me for the mind darting up from image to archetype imageth the other from what is before it it was necessary therefore to show that the jews had no conception of the father since they would not be led upward mounting from the knowledge of the son to conception of the father wherefore does the evangelist clearly show that when christ says he that sent me is true they knew not that he spake to them of the father twenty eight when ye have lifted up the son of man then shall ye know that i am imitating the most excellent physicians he lays bare the cause of their soul's infirmity and clearly opens what it was that hinders their going with resolution to understanding and faith towards him for since looking at the flesh and its family they were induced to think slightingly of him and having this veil over the eyes of their understanding they would not know that he is god even though he is seen as man needs did he address them saying when ye have lifted up the son of man then shall ye know that i am that is to say when ye cease from your slight and grovelling conception of me when ye have some lofty and supermundane thought of me and believe that i am god of god even though for your sakes i am become man as you then shall ye know clearly that i am the light of the world for this i just now told you for what would any longer hinder he says 
him who is wholly admitted to be very god from being also light of the world for not to so great depth of madness and daring will any go as then too to venture to say thy record is not true for he will in no wise accuse what god by nature and very shall say it is then most evident from the words too of the saviour that if we have a mean opinion of him and consider him to be bare man and bereft of the godhead by nature we shall surely both disbelieve him and not admit him as saviour and redeemer and what is the result we have fallen from our hope for if salvation is through faith and faith be gone what will yet save us but if we believe and lift up to god befitting height the only begotten even though he hath become man advancing as with a fair wind and speeding across the all troublous sea of life we shall safely mourn the city that is above there to receive the rewards of believing the same in another way when ye have lifted up the son of man then shall ye know that i am having with many and good words bathed the wrath of the jews he sees it not a whit the less swelling for they ceased not heedlessly blaspheming yea at one time they set aside his speech and impiously call him a liar for to say thy record is not true what else is it than this at another time again to him out of love declaring the things that belong to salvation and on this account saying if ye believe not that i am ye shall die in your sins they began hotly to oppose him and arraying against those utterances of love their words of madness said who art thou for them therefore who thus unmitigatingly wallowed in unreasoning audacity there was need of a word that should sober them and persuade them to be more gently disposed and put a bridle on their tongue even against its will therefore was he threatening them telling them most clearly that they shall not escape punishment for their impiety but even though they see him for the present forbearing yet when their impiety towards him has gone forth to its dread consummation i mean death and the cross they shall undergo all dread justice and shall receive in return intolerable lot that of the war with the romans which after the saviour's cross befell them from the wrath above from god and that they should suffer all terrible things the saviour again signified more clearly to them saying at one time to the weeping women daughters of jerusalem weep not for me but weep for yourselves and for your children and another again when ye shall see jerusalem compassed with armies then shall ye say to the mountains cover us and to the hills fall on us for to such an extent do the sufferings of the war overcome the jews that every kind of death was to them pleasanter and rather to be chosen than the trial of them their removal from their country the enslavements of those who inhabit it and their most savage slaughter and the famines in every city and their child devourings therein josephus too relates in his history when then he says 
ye having betrayed to the cross the son of man endure your retributive punishment and pay penalties correspondent to your daring deeds against me then shall ye weeping know that i am the all-powerful that is god for if one sparrow enter not the snare of the fowler without the will of god how shall a whole country he saith and the beloved nation go on to destruction so complete except god supreme over all had surely permitted that so it should be evil therefore and all dread is the contempt of god which bringeth to the consummation of things to be deprecated wherefore paul too rebuketh some saying of god or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering not knowing that the goodness of god is leading thee to repentance but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath in the day of wrath the same in another way christ spent long time dwelling with the jews and speaking in every synagogue so to say and addressing them every sabbath day and setting before them often and ungrudgingly profitable teaching was continually inviting them to the illumination through the spirit and verily he saith in that he is god by nature and very i am the light of the world but they thinking most foolishly were ever gainsaying him who said these things for says he thou bearest record of thyself thy record is not true and not at contradictions in words did the daring of the jews stay nor only in love of reviling was their untamed audacity consummated but going without stint through all savageness they at last betrayed him both to cross and death but since he was by nature life having burst the bonds of death he arose from the dead and as was reasonable departs from jewish defilement and hasted away from israel in that with justice and betaking himself to the gentiles he invited all to the light and to the blind he freely bestowed recovery of sight it befell then that after the death on the cross of our saviour christ the understandings of the jews were darkened in that the light had departed forth from them and that the hearts of the gentiles were enlightened in that the very light beamed upon them when then he says ye have lifted up the son of man then shall ye know that i am instead of i will await the consummation of your impiety i will not bring upon you wrath before its time i will accept the passion and death i will endure along with the rest this too but when ye shall betray to the cross the son of man deemed by you to be bare man then shall ye know even against your will that not falsely have i said that i am the light of the world for when ye see yourselves darkened the innumerable multitude of the gentiles enlightened by having me with them how will ye not even against your will agree that i am of a truth the light of the world for that the saviour was going to depart from the synagogue of the jews after his coming to life again from the dead is doubtful to none for it has been accomplished and done yet may one see it somehow yea even clearly 
from his words while ye have the light walk in the light lest darkness come upon you for the repression and withdrawal of light generates darkness and again the presence of light causes darkness to vanish therefore is christ shown as being of a truth light who darkened the jews through his departure from them and enlightened the gentiles through his presence with them and a bitter lesson to the jews was their experience of dread things the same in another way when ye have lifted up the son of man then shall ye know that i am since looking only he says to the flesh ye believe that i am mere man and deem that i am one like yourselves but the dignity of the godhead and the glory from thence do not so much as enter your mind a most evident token to you of my being god of truly god and light of light shall be your all dread and most lawless deed of daring the cross that is and the death of the flesh thereupon for when ye see the issue of your mad folly frustrate of its purpose and the snare of death crushed in pieces for i shall surely rise from the dead then shall ye even against your will and of necessity at length assent to what i said to you and shall confess that i am by nature god for i shall be superior to death and decay i being by nature life shall raise again my temple but if to overmaster death and to triumph over the meshes of corruption belong to him who is by nature god and to no other being how shall i not all contradiction and all doubt being removed be shown thereby to overcome all things mightily and without trouble therefore does the saviour say that his cross shall be a sign to the jews and a most evident demonstration of his being by nature god and this you may see him elsewhere too clearly saying for when many and unnumbered prodigies had been shown forth by him the pharisees once came to him tempting him and saying master we would see a sign from thee but he since he saw the imaginations which were going on in them and was not ignorant that they were bitterly minded says an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and a sign shall not be given to it but the sign of the prophet jonas for as jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly so shall the son of man too be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth hearest thou how to the jews asking a sign as a proof that he is god by nature even though they said it tempting him he says that no other shall be shown to them save the sign of the prophet jonas that is the three days death and the coming to life again from the dead for what token of god befitting authority so great and manifest as to undo death and overthrow decay albeit by divine sentence having the mastery over human nature for in adam it heard dust thou art and unto dust shalt thou return but it was in the power of christ the saviour both to end his anger and by blessings to overthrow the death which from his curse prevailed 
but that the jews exceedingly feared the sign of the resurrection as mighty to convince that christ is by nature god their final deed will clearly tell us for when they heard of the resurrection of the saviour and that he was not found in the tomb terrified and exceeding fearful thereat they planned to buy off the informations of the soldiers by large money for they gave them money to say his disciples came by night and stole him while we slept mighty therefore is the sign of the resurrection having undoubted demonstration that jesus is god whereat the hard and unbending heart of the jews was sore troubled End of chapter 4